Today we're talking to Ben Cherry, the co-founder of Sir Conrad, a Melbourne-based app and web development company for entrepreneurs and fast-growing companies. Now, in less than 18 months, Ben has been able to take his business to extreme levels. They've already consulted to Fortune 100 companies and worked with the likes of Nickelodeon, GE Insurance, LinkedIn, Vic Roads, and so many more. Let's find out just how he's done it. Business Podcast. My name's Anthony Murphy, this is episode 30, and you are someone who wants to do your thing. You want to spend your time doing something that you're passionate about, something that you enjoy, and that is exactly what we're all about here at the show, motivating and inspiring young people to do their thing. Now, today's show is absolutely no different. We have some gold for you this episode. We're talking to Ben Cherry. As I mentioned at the top of the show, he co-founded SirConrad.com.au. Now, Sir Conrad are very, very good at developing apps, and they also help with web development. Uh, They're based in Melbourne, and in less than 18 months, they have (laughs) risen to some dizzying heights. Ben's been working very, very hard, and he's got an awesome story to share with us today. Now, if you're into apps, if you're into web development, then Sir Conrad is definitely someone that you need to check out. You can hit their website at sirconrad.com.au and see exactly what they're about. They've also got an awesome section of the website that tells you all about their name, what Sir Conrad actually stands for. It's a really great story. It's an inspiring story, and I really do encourage you to check that out. Now, let's jump straight into today's interview. This is Ben. This is SirConrad.com. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you on the other side. Ben from uh, Sir Conrad, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. G'day, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. How about yourself? Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. No, no. Thanks very much for taking the time. It's awesome. Mate, the first question that I ask every guest that jumps on the show is, what did you always want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a high-end furniture maker, like a guitar maker. Oh, nice. Okay. We haven't had that one before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, previous to that was a firefighter and a sniper, so you probably get those a lot. Often, oh, yeah, so. all the time. Yeah, no, that's boring, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so high, so high. Were you a bit of a musician yourself, or? Uh, yeah, I was. Like, I, I played drums, bass, and guitar myself, but. In terms of my passion for work, that was more so on the furniture side. Okay, then, yep. Kind of complexities with when you add sound to furniture um, and how that all reacts, that got me really ticking. So, yeah, making and that kind of stuff. That's okay. why I actually left school to follow that passion. Nice. So I left school at year to do that. Okay. Yeah, it didn't work out, but it was worth trying. Well, that's all right. <laughs> it sort of leads into the, uh, the second question I want to ask, which was sort of, Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what was going on before Sir Conrad. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I was I grew up out of Berwick, which is um, down the southeast of Melbourne. Um, I went to school 
at a local Christian college um, and then left that at the end of year 10 to follow the passion in woodwork, which I explained before. Yep. Did a did a year uh, as an apprentice cabinet maker, furniture maker. Nice. Um, that didn't quite work out. Uh, so ended up heading back to school. So skipped year 11, jumped straight into year 12, which was a heck of a learning curve. But because of the year outside of uh, school, it kind of ignited the fire for learning that I had. Okay. Um, so at the end of that year, um, I was doing like an electrical VCAL kind of uh, pre-apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah. Um, then after that, I went uh, – I figured I'm going to do an electrical business anyway. The the kind of three main areas that I found that I was very passionate in were kind of high-end woodwork, electronics, and then business. So I figured, look, if I, start a, if I leave now, I'll start an electrical business. But if I keep studying – um, and if I study the business side, I can always come back to being an electrician and running an electrical company. But at least it kind of gives me that nous that I needed. Yeah, right. Um, so that's what I did. I went uh, into TAFE and then um, studied a stack of business kind of diplomas and advanced diplomas and that kind of stuff in the marketing, international business, management, social media areas. It, then from that went to uni, did the first year of Bachelor of Entrepreneurship at Swinburne University. Very nice. Uh, which was pretty good. Um, yep. But then left that to kind of just, I felt like my learning curve was um, a, l- a little bit less steep than other people. Um, so I, I ended up just jumping straight into business because I felt that was kind of challenging me a little bit more than, than not. So, and then during that entire process, I've been running businesses left, right, and center. So I've run like the Berwick Market, which was a big market down our area. Um, I ran like, oh, yeah, so many businesses. The main one of those was probably a cleaning business. So I ended up having, uh, growing to a size about nine, which was pretty um, hair-raising, um, and then kind of set that up to be passive and then kind of left that to follow Sir Conrad, which um, I'm currently now full-time in. Yeah, excellent. So that, that that was the lead up to Sir Conrad. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's quite a journey there, mate. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and I'm not forty, so <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask that question. How'd you fit all that in? Now, um, do you think that the the fact that you sort of got your hands dirty, I mean, sort of left school at year ten, got your hands dirty, and then sort of went back? Do you think that mix of doing the hands on stuff and getting involved in business and and your passions and that and mixing it with further education do you reckon that sort of helped i definitely think that it it spurred me on to um let me know that i wasn't um dumb yeah so i knew i knew i wasn't dumb going through year 10 so i got like i think my final year 10 math assignment or exam i got like 98 percent on or something like that Um, so I left, I left for, for the passion more so, but while you're working as an apprentice, you, you're not getting stimulized, stimulated. So, um, definitely like I completely became almost like a zombie. Um, and then coming back into school kind of gave me that really raw experience that, Hey, I don't want to go back to that. So that really pumped me on to to kind of push myself of which um, I kind of found new depths of what I didn't know I could do 
which was the education side and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome because do you think that if there's um, other people out there who are in a trade or um, they're not quite getting enough out of what they're doing, whether it be work or, or whatever it be, if they're not quite getting enough out of it, um, it's a really good idea to try and sort of broaden your horizons, do something different and, and chase that bigger dream, isn't it? Yeah, and whether that's whether that's like more education or whether that's going out and doing your own thing in business wise or yeah. validating something that that you kind of scares you a bit, that itself will excite the crap out of you. And it's it, yeah, you won't realize what you're capable of until you start for sure. That's awesome. All right, mate. Let's tell us a little bit about Sir Conrad. And, um, how did the business start, and um, where are you sort of up to with it today? Sorry, mate, you cut off for a little bit there. Do you mind repeating yourself? Yeah, no, that's all right. Just saying, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Sir Conrad now? Tell us a bit about the business. Okay, so Sir Conrad, we're an app development and website development company focused on um, being the entrepreneur's app developer or web website kind of people. Um, what yep. we found was there was no – there was software developers that would kind of like get used by – um, founders and entrepreneurs and that kind of stuff, but it was really like separate from the startup process and what an entrepreneur actually needs to kind of be successful. Okay. We found that an entrepreneur really needs like a partner to kind of journey it with. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the model of why we started what we're doing. Um, and yeah, so I, I kind of, I found that need and then kind of linked up with the right people and now, we kind of do that for quite a lot of people. So we're, we're a team of about 20 now. Um, so definitely like the, the quick growth and all that kind of stuff is, is fun. But um, the, the underlining core value that we bring is really understanding the, the startup stage and, and how to take you from that to uh, the next stage, which is like rapid growth and that kind of stuff, rather yeah. than just developing a tech product for you. Okay, excellent. When did the when did you actually start the business? Because uh, just having a look through your website, you've got some uh, pretty impressive um, reviews. You've worked for some awesome companies. Um, you've consulted for Fortune one hundred companies. Like, when did you start the business? Give us give us a bit of a timeline. Uh, I'll have to look up LinkedIn, mate, to actually figure out. It's probably about seventeen, eighteen months old. That's so pretty impressive. A and a half. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's been very, it's been very interesting to try and break into this market for sure. Yeah. So um, <laughs> when you're talking fast growth companies, um, you're definitely one of them. Do you think um, what's been the main driver for you starting a business in 18 months and then being able to consult to Fortune 100 companies and work with big brands? What do you think? What's the secret that um, has enabled you to do that so quickly? Uh, I think just the, um, I don't know, we've, we've always been restless. So we've always just been like looking to kind of find angles on stuff. So even when we have a problem, we what we do is we um, kind of sit down and we actually brainstorm how can we use this to our advantage. Um, so that's definitely one of the one of the major points. But I guess just having good people around you to kind of support you um, that know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Because um, it's been tough, man. Like I'm not going to lie. Like I mean we're – we're in a pretty good state now, but it's been a flipping roller coaster. We, you're 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 flipping, um, you're loving life in the morning, and then you you almost want to kill yourself by the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
we we came up with this analogy of um, a lot of people say the startup is like a you feel like you're a kayak you're on a kayak and there's a tsunami coming yeah and as true as that is we kind of we we evolved that a little bit more to encapsulate what we were feeling and we, we went like this it was like you're a, you're in a kayak in the middle of the desert with a tsunami coming <laughs> that's kind of what you feel like so yeah um, you, you painted a picture yeah definitely like it's not an easy road but um for for how we've gotten to where we are i kind of just think that um you test and you validate stuff before you start building it because um and i can talk about that a bit more later but um, there's a whole theory behind that. So for us, it was kind of like understanding that early um, and then just trusting the process. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, definitely. I like it. I like it. So um, you've got on the website, um, you've got featured reviews from companies like Nickelodeon, LinkedIn, VicRoads, Monash Health. So being able to work with those companies and and supply your products and service to those companies in in less than eighteen months basically um you've you've sort of surrounded yourself with the right people in order to be able to to do that level of work is is that what you're saying yeah definitely but as well as like because of our um, approach to the market um we come at it with a different perspective so i guess the the classic app developer would just build what you tell them to build so you have an idea all right we'll build it what we do is we come on board and we actually break down your idea um and then we kind of launch what they call a minimum viable product um and then we help actually get the users to kind of drive what features to build out so for a corporate like Vic Roads and those kind of guys that's actually really valuable so it actually saves them a lot more money in the end because it's a lot easier to change the direction of a dinghy than a cruise ship. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the sales pitch. And But to be honest, yeah, it's been a lot of hustle to actually get in front of these guys and actually um, kind of get them invested enough to, to want to give us a chance. But, hey, they have. And then once you get one domino, you kind of use that as a domino to push the other ones over, which yeah. definitely helps. That's it. I don't that's know if I'm like answering your question, mate. It's no, that's it. That's <laughs> awesome. That's, I end up just rambling. <laughs> that's that's all we need, mate. That's fantastic. So for anyone that's listening in who's not exactly too familiar with app development and website development, that sort of thing, um, like, can you break it down a little bit for the type of services that you offer? I mean, most people these days know what an app is, but if, if you're a startup or you, you're creating a business and you want to go to Sir Conrad for an app development, like what's involved? What's sort of the process? You spoke about the fact that you create an MVP um, to get things going. So if someone did want to come to you for an app development, what's sort of the, the first things you look at? What's the process behind building an app basically? Yeah, sure thing. So what we do is we actually um, we take you through almost what an accelerator does. So um, how we do that, it's basically like in a nutshell, you get your idea down on a piece of paper like a business plan, but it's a lot more kind of basic than that. Yep. And you identify the assumptions that underline your business model and your product market fit. Yep. Then what you do is you use a scientific approach to validate each one of those. Then at the end of the week, you kind of realize, hey, if this business is going to work or not, and then you can change that, what that, what we call a pivot, and then you can have – so the next week, you have a different design, a different idea you're pushing. So that's the kind of starting process. 
So it's almost like an accelerator program. Then once, yeah, so, so we do that and we've learned that through um, a really prominent accelerator called Angel Cube, which is a very good Melbourne-based one. Okay, excellent. So if when we're talking app development is, are we talking about um, businesses who want to launch via an app, like that's wholly and solely their product, or can it be for businesses that are already established and want to add an app to their business? Yeah, so we do kind of like a planning stage to actually figure out kind of what's going to be best for the client. Okay. Um, so for we definitely work with a lot of startups because that's obviously where we're kind of positioned. Um, and those startups are generally businesses themselves within the app, if that makes sense. So it's yeah. like an offering that, that gets launched and there's not much behind that. Yeah. Uh, but with existing businesses, what we do is we kind of identify, all right, what kind of needs do they have? Um, and then so, for instance, a cleaning business, um, what needs do they have and is there anything in the market that can currently fill that? And then if not, then we kind of figure out, all right, did you want to link up with 10 other cleaning businesses to develop some sort of solution to this product and then you can move forward on that? Or Because yeah. that's, that's what we generally do with apps or we can kind of focus on like a very minimalistic um, version of their idea that's a lot cheaper to build but can still fulfill what they wanting what they're wanting to do, which could look like some sort of web app or something like that. Okay. Um, so definitely we can we can facilitate it both from the corporate to the to the startup to the kind of small business that wants to have an app yep. or a product within them. Um, okay. But all of them are based on the same fundamental kind of philosophy of build it cheap and small and kind of let it build itself through user-driven user feedback. Yeah, beautiful. Awesome. So you also incorporate, so Conrad also incorporates web development as well. So it's sort of a, a whole package, so to speak, for a business? Yeah. So our main, definitely our main offering is web develop. sorry, is app development. Yep. Um, but every app startup that we do has to have a website, like a component. Yep. Or they want some sort of online version of their app. So that's why we've kind of brought in the web dev just because yeah, it's nice. very much needed yep. and it's a lot easier to kind of have a one-stop shop for all of that um, and then kind of move on for the other stuff like, I don't know, content writing that you might want to do from a content writer perspective or, yeah. uh, sorry, I, I diverge, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. So um, what does a day look like in the life of Ben Cherry, mate? What uh, What does your normal day look like? Do you have a normal day? Uh, it changes. So during the, like the start of the week, I generally try and take off the morning to plan out the rest of the week. That's, that's kind of what Planning's I important. Definitely. Um, then just organizing chunks of time. So what I've definitely learned in my time is you've got to work on your business the start of the day and then work on work in your business at the end of the day. Okay. Because um, it's it's generally like what I started with was doing the opposite way around, um, yep. which meant that by the time I was working on my business, um, I would it's the kind of stuff that you just accept that you just oh I won't do it I'll do it another night. Yeah. Um, but when it's so when you switch it around, obviously you're so passionate about kind of delivering for your clients, you actually stick through it. Mm. Um, 
my personal schedule, um, as much as it does waver, I do work some pretty intense hours. Um, at the moment, I'm, I've kind of kept it from to Monday to Friday, and then I have my Saturday and Sunday off. Yep. Um, but I average probably about a 70-hour work week. It's pretty decent. <laughs> That's pretty decent. Um, yeah. I think, I think my worst was a 96-hour work week, but that was that kind of knocked me out a bit. That was not a good week. <laughs> you would have needed a good sleep after that. <laughs> definitely, man. Definitely. How about yourself? I know this is not an interview for me, but... No, no, definitely not. What is your work week like? Mate, at the moment, um, the work week is hectic for myself. Um, I work in a small family-owned business uh, in regional Victoria, so that's Monday to Friday for me. Um, and that keeps me, uh, yeah, super passionate about all things small business. Um, we've got 15 employees. Uh, it's in the food industry, so um, oh, lot, awesome. lots going on there. Um, but then Open for Business is is my side project. It's the hobby. It's the podcast and uh, really growing, trying to grow that platform to, to help young people, um, young entrepreneurs, anyone that wants to create a startup in regional areas where – there's not so much infrastructure. There's not as many meetups. There's not as many people that you know that are in that space necessarily to help young people to start a business and to sort of beat unemployment. So that's uh, that's the reason for the podcast and getting awesome people like yourself on here to uh, have a chat to us to uh, to yeah give us give us guys out here in the country a bit of a bit of motivation and uh, we can learn from uh, from you guys doing an awesome job in the city. So that's what it's all about. That's awesome, mate. Good job. That's yeah. awesome. That excites me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Mate, just before we let you go, um, have you got any advice for young people who either want to create their own startup, um, do their own thing, become an entrepreneur? Yeah. Start while you're young, if you can. Um, so that's definitely like one of them. Definitely understand what the difference between a small company and a startup is and actually what a startup is, not being a small business that or, a, or a, a business that's just starting up, but like the actual process of what a startup is versus a small company. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, definitely like um, read a lot because I kind of think of it like this. Like you, you want to when you when you start in in this kind of world, you're you're great. You're always learning, and you've it's almost like climbing a mountain. So mm-hmm. you. You start climbing a mountain one way, you've never climbed the mountain before, you hit a dead end, you start climbing back down and then you go around the mountain a little bit. Yep. So that's actually progress. So even though you kind of perceive it like a failure and you're scared of it, that's actually progress. And so you keep going around the mountain until you find the route that works to the top. Yep. And your objective, I guess, is to just read as much as possible and talk to as many people as possible to kind of figure out if someone else has climbed that road before and if it works. Yeah. Um, so getting in touch with people that kind of can has done the journey before um, and I definitely think that like if any of your users want to get in contact with me I'm very accessible um, and I can definitely point them in the right direction with stuff um, I have a few books that I'd recommend as well if you want me to yeah far away definitely tell, tell them. so just with the startup process um, there's kind of two main ones that I reckon should get into one is by Steve Blank, he does two books, but um, yeah, so look up those two. So it's the Startup Manual, Owner's Manual, and then the other one is um, Four Steps to 
I can't remember the word. It starts with E. <laughs> right. And then and then the other one is from Eric Rees, um, and that's called the Lean Startup. Fantastic. So get started on those three, and they'll, they'll definitely point you in the right direction. Excellent. Awesome 100%. advice, mate. That's fantastic. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, mate. We will let you go. I can, uh, I can let everybody who's listening know that uh, Ben does work super hard because right now it's 20 to 11 on a Wednesday night, and uh, we really appreciate your time, mate. Thanks for having a chat to us. And um, looking forward to uh, watching Sir Conrad grow and grow into the future. My absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for the honour. So there we go. Big thanks to Ben for taking the time to have a chat with us and for sharing his story. Now, if you want to get in touch with Ben, if you are looking for an app development company, web development, then please do head to the Sir Conrad website, sirconrad.com.au. That's the address to head to. Like Ben said, he's super accessible. If you've got any questions, if you want to know more about app and web development, then head to sirconrad.com.au and Ben and his team will be able to help you out. Now, I've got three learnings from that interview. What was your top learning? What was one big takeaway that you had? I would love to know what it was. I'll share my three. Number one, learn. Like Ben said, it's all about learning. You've got to close the knowledge gap. I've spoken about the knowledge gap before, and it's where you are, you have your knowledge base right now, and you want to go and do something. You want to start a business. You want to start a non-for-profit. You want to create some group. You want to go on a holiday. There are things that you don't know between where you are now and where you want to get to. And that space is called the knowledge gap. You've got to close that knowledge gap in, a, in order to be able to complete the tasks and get to the destination. And to do that, you can read books, like Ben said. And I have listed the books that Ben recommended in today's show notes. So there is links there to head straight to those books. You can grab your own copy. Now, If you're not into reading, if you're not someone that likes picking up a book and having a read, there's so many other ways that you can learn and close that knowledge gap. You can watch videos, you can listen to podcasts like this one, you can network, you can talk to other people, you can talk to Ben. There are so many different ways that we can learn, guys. It's not all about burying yourself in a book. So if you're the type of person that really doesn't like to read, then get out there, jump on YouTube, jump on Google, go talk to people that is how you can learn and close that knowledge gap. Learning number two, work hard. It's not easy, guys. It's not easy to go out and do your own thing. If it was, every single person would be doing it, but it's worth it to be able to follow your dreams, do something you enjoy, and just do your thing. It can often take some hard work, but it's all worth it. Learning number three, is start when you're young. Now, Ben said this, he said, for anybody that wants to get started with entrepreneurship, creating a startup, do it while you're young. Do it now. Don't leave it for two, three years down the track or I'll get around to that one day. Start now and the world will be your oyster. Just look at where Ben has got Sir Conrad to in under 18 months. It's absolutely fantastic. So those are my top three learnings from the chat we had with Ben, and I would love to know what yours is. So head to the show notes for episode 30, and you can leave your top learning there, or feel free to hit me up on Snapchat 
or leave your comments on the Open for Business Facebook page. Guys, that is a wrap for this week. Thanks again to Ben and thanks again to you for listening in. I really do appreciate it. 18 countries around the world are now listening into this podcast. It's pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited. I hope you're getting value from it. Like I mentioned um, before, if you've got any feedback as well, please let me know in the comments section, in a review on iTunes, or just send me an email. If there's someone that you want to hear on the podcast, if you've got some ideas and some feedback, I'd love to hear from you guys. Head over to the show notes. All the information will be there, and I will catch you over on episode 31, where we're talking about step two of the five-step business building blueprint. So if you want to get started building your own business, there's five steps. There's a mini course that I've created and jump over to episode 31 and we will hit you up there with all that information. Until then, stay motivated. Have a great week, guys. Keep working towards your goals and I'll see you on the very next episode. Bye for now.